Hi, my name is Kate Morton, and I'm the CEO and founder of Funkit Wellness. And Femtech to me means empowerment and education for anyone who wants to access it about our menstrual cycles, about menopause, about libido. It means that we're entering a new generation of being able to talk about all the things that women were told they couldn't talk about. So empowerment, that is my big thing. Welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Barreto, and today's episode features my interview with Kate Morton, the CEO and founder of Funkit Wellness. Funkit Wellness is a cycle support company that builds products and community to support menstruators through their hormonal journey. Their products include a seed cycling kit and organic maca concentrate for increasing libido. Kate is a registered dietitian with a master's degree in human clinical nutrition and a passion for talking about periods and hormones. A little over four years ago, she got off birth control after years and years of experiencing all of the negative side effects that sometimes hormonal imbalance and birth control can cause. This is what led her to create Funkit. Funkit is 100% food-based hormone support company with a star product being their seed cycling kits for PMS symptoms. Our listeners get a special offer. Use promo code FEMTECH at FunkitWellness.com for 20% off your order. That's FEMTECH at FunkitWellness.com for 20% off. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Kate. Welcome to the show. Hey, Brittany. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. So excited to have you. I think we met on Clubhouse. I think you were just kept showing up in our the Clubhouse room and I, you had a great picture. Um, it's like a really colorful, fun picture, right? That's where we met, right? Yeah. So someone like had told me like, oh, you got to meet Brittany. She's like femtech queen. Like you guys will be friends. And then I was like, then you popped up on my clubhouse. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stalk her on clubhouse and then we'll be friends. And funny story about that picture. It's taken on a food truck in Austin. It's not a professional headshot, but I saw the background and told my friend, I'm like, hey, can you take my headshot right here? And she was like, okay. And then it actually worked out. It's a cute Yeah, picture. no, it's a great photo. And I didn't want to use the word stalking, but yeah, I noticed. I was like, I think this girl's stalking me. Like, I was. she's in there. I was like, I've got to meet her. She is just so cool. She's doing all these cool things in the space that I'm in. And it's so hard, you know, the past year, we can't just like make new friends and like go out. So I had to really push myself on social media to like introduce myself or like, you know, speak first in a room and it's been good for me, but I also, I just miss connecting. No, totally. The thing I miss, um, because, you know, I can get out there, I can be extroverted, I can meet people virtually, but I, I'm a hugger. And I think to myself, how tall is that person? Would I lean up or lean down? Or like, <laughs> would it be a perfectly leveled hug? <laughs> like, sometimes I wonder that stuff. That is actually a great point. I am very sure. I'm like, well, I'm like five, three. So most people who hug me, okay, we'd be good. We'd yeah. Be good. Cool. 
Well, this obviously you did your job well because I'm like totally like excited by you and your product and your company. So um, here I am fangirling for you now. Uh, let's kick off the interview with telling our listeners about your background. Where are you from? What did you study? And how did you end up here? Yeah, so I am a dietitian. Um, I studied um, kinesiology and movement and nutrition kind of in my undergrad. Then I got a master's degree in human clinical nutrition because I just was so obsessed with it and didn't want to get out of school. I got my RD and then I actually worked in a hospital with children that had cystic fibrosis. So I was in pediatrics and kind of in the NICU too. So with babies. So I always had this like love of like helping moms or like helping kids. And so then I got an opportunity to move to New Zealand, which was amazing. I was like, yeah, I was like finding out stuff about my friends on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was like 23 and I had been in the hospital year working and I just wrapped up grad school and my partner, he got an opportunity and they're like, do you want to move to New Zealand? You got, you have to move in a month. And we were like, yes, it was crazy. Grad school wrapped up. I was doing a fellowship. So that was ending. Our lease was ending. It was like every, it was just divine, like timing. The universe was like, you got to go. Yeah. So the universe was like, you got to get there. So we went, but I couldn't be a dietitian over there, which was like, I mean, you know, that's all I've wanted to be my whole life really. And then I got there. And so I started working at Lululemon and I learned all about like team management and marketing and product creation and community building, which was amazing. And then I went to work at another startup that made wellness drinks and I helped them create some new products. And I was like employee number one. So I kind of got to see the ground level of a startup and then I got off birth control all at the same time. And that was all in New Zealand. That was all in New Zealand. And then I got off birth control and I had like, and you can see me now, like my skin's clear, but I had hormonal acne from like ear to ear. Um, like my hair was doing crazy things. I had PMS for the first time in my life. And I was just like, is this how people feel? Is this what people talked about when they talked about PMS? And then I started dreaming of how I could fix it. And then that's how Funkit was born. Oh my gosh. All right. So I have some questions. Um, you're not still in New Zealand now, right? No, I'm in Austin, Texas now. I love Austin. It's nice and not too hot here yet. (laughs) Um, when did you move back? Yeah, so I moved back in August 2019. Mm-hmm. So I've been here too long. Mm-hmm. And then um, how long were you on birth control? Yeah, so I would say I got on birth control. I mean, I have my period young, probably like, I mean, like fifth grade. I think I was like 11. Um, and then it didn't really come back till middle school. And then I think I got on birth control, honestly, like freshman year in high school. So like 14. Mm-hmm. So I think I was on it probably eight or nine years. Yeah. And were you on the kind that you still had your period or no period? Interesting. So I think I've been on every birth control and that's available because I just kept having like all of these horrible reactions. Like I was like the 1% of people that was allergic to Yaz and got like throat infection. And then I got that implant in my arm. My God. Yeah. Which was my final one. And I bled for like two years. So talk about like not having a great sex life. Talk about feeling gross, like all the time, like never having cute underwear. It was like this whole drama. My God. And it got lost in my arm. So it actually like got lost in my bicep, like in between that and where it was supposed to be. No, I got it. I had to get it surgically removed in New Zealand. And that's why I was like, I'm done. Like this cannot be good for me. 
Yeah, taking yaz and infections and getting lost in your bicep muscle, having your period for two years straight. My sister, she like, you know, taking a pill every day, that is just not her jam. Like I couldn't me, do it either. I couldn't do it. Really? So I don't know. For me, I'm like, okay, I'm like a I'm half, I'm half Portuguese. I'm very like Latin and passionate and love, uh, love for life and dancing. My other half, I'm Polish and German. So I'm like really strict and regimented. <laughs> it's this really kind of cool combination. You all probably understand me a little bit better now, I'm sure. I feel like I understand you like 10 times better. I love knowing that. <laughs> I said my ethnicity, they said that makes sense. And they described it and I was like, <gasps> I know myself now. So yeah, so I'm a walking contradiction. <laughs> I love that so much. But um, uh, my German side, I'm like, oh, pill every morning, no problem. So for me, it was like never an issue. And then I see my sister, she couldn't, she could never do it. She could never just take her pill every day. So she ended up getting the shot that you get a shot mm-hmm. every three months or whatever. And she had the worst period and I was hospitalized because she was anemic. And it was like, that's, wait no no like no what like how does that even the shot wasn't meant to do that it just was like a side effect and then she bled for 90 days and the doctors were like well sometimes this happens like just keep taking the shot and like it'll stop eventually and like this is pre-femtech for me so I was just but I was like huh I don't know this kind of seems weird yeah (laughs) this seems weird and like they're just telling you to do it again while you're in the hospital. That's what happened to me. Like I got, so I had two of those implants in my arm and I was like, gosh, this really isn't working for me. Like I'm bleeding. Like yeah. I'm really just, and I just didn't feel good about myself. Like, yeah. because I was just like, I just always felt like, okay, I can't wear white pants. Okay. I can't do all these. It like was self-limiting. And I would talk to my doctor like, okay, we're going to put you on an estrogen pill to help balance it out or a progesterone pill. Forget yeah. which one it was because your progesterone is low and that's, and it was like breakthrough bleeding. So it wasn't like a full period, but it was like, I like to, you know, when your faucet's like dripping constantly, that's what I would describe it as. So it's just but like, worse because you never know. And you're like, you never oh, know. oh my God, Jesus. Okay. So I got it taken out and I'm not anti-birth control. It just was not for me, like <laughs> tracking my cycle. I'm also can be very regiment, like I'm mm-hmm. good at secular things. Yeah. And so I track my cycle and that's how I use it as birth control. Mm-hmm. Um, I think birth control is really empowering, but I think when it's not working, we should, we should be able to tell our doctor like, oh, hey, this isn't working. And then not just say, oh, you know, just like keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And we, Femtech Focus, we are pro OB-GYNs, even though yeah, we aren't long enough and they're not, you know, like they're just doing what they were trained and like, we are pro birth control. We're pro pro whatever, but we're all about like, what is it? Is this a good, is it what you want? And do you have all the options that you need and deserve? So that's, that's the key. I yeah. think, cause like there's some amazing doctors. And once I found a doctor that was like listening to me and like taking me seriously, I was like, Oh, this is what the relationship supposed to be like. This is awesome. Like I've got the coolest doctor in Austin and she's she's like so cool with me, like making my own choices. And she really like helps educate me a lot. Even though I'm technically an expert in this field, I think it's yeah. hard when it's you, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, totally. So, empowered, like education is what I'm all about. Yes, that's part of, part of the podcast, part of the podcast for us. We all, we can learn and be empowered. So you get off the birth control, which was a total like shit show for many a years. Um, all of a sudden your hormones are like, out of whack, crazy, crazy. 
do you think that was because you were on the birth control for so long or like that was naturally you? I'm also asking for myself because I realize I've been on birth control for like almost like 15 years. I've been on since yeah. I was 14 and I'm 29. I'm almost 30. And there's like a piece of me that's like, I think I might be totally screwed. Like, <laughs> so what do you think was the cause of that? Yeah. You know, it's different for everyone. I think for me, um, it was a little bit of both. I think that I got on birth control because I had like cramps and all this stuff. And, you know, so I don't think I ever addressed the root cause of why my hormones were, why I needed to be on it. Cause I actually went on it for like, I mean, yes, to not get pregnant, but it was also for other things. Like I was having bad periods. So I don't think I addressed the root cause of why my periods Uh were bad. Uh And then I think I had tried so many types of birth control and the implant is one that does have really in the shot, both of them, they have pretty bad side effects because you can't just stop taking it. Like you have to go, you, like, write it I guess you could stop getting the shot, but it lasts for three months. Yeah. Um, so I think it was a little bit of both. Um, I struggled with low progesterone. I mean, I just, I got off birth control probably like four years ago, three, four years ago. I just got my progesterone under control in the past like year. Wow. So I think that was from the birth control. I think my other hormone symptoms were from me not dealing with, um, them earlier. Yeah. Got it. So your crazy teenage acne phase, your hair's um, bad, like all of these hormone things, your dietitian by training and you come up with funk it wellness. Yeah. So I just like started digging and I was like, okay, I, there's gotta be something. And I always go to food first. Um, I'm not anti-supplement. I'm just food first. One, it's cheaper usually. Um, and two, like, I'm a big believer that our food has so much nutrition in it and it can help us. And so I started digging and like, I couldn't find anything. And then my friend actually introduced me to seed cycling and I was a skeptic. I was like, whatever. Okay. I'll give this a go. I started researching and I spent a year researching it and developing it. Um, we made some tweaks to it to really like enhance the benefits and like we grind the seeds and we do all these different things and we took a year to get it right so we could give the right nutrients but that's how I found seed cycling and that's how Funkit was born because I was curled up on my couch and I couldn't move because my cramps are so bad and I was like fuck this, this is so stupid like and then I was like okay I can't call a company you know f this because you're not allowed to post about that apparently so I called it Funkit. And that's like where that all came from. Uh, oh, fuck this wellness. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's also a play on words because I kind of think the wellness industry can be toxic sometimes. Um, yeah. Not all of it, but I think there's definitely a toxic subset and I kind of hate that sometimes. So it's kind of had as to play on words. I love it. And so what is seed cycling? I know you mentioned it uh, even the first time we chatted and I was like, cool, I know what those two words are. I have no idea what you're talking about. What is seed cycling? Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So if you don't know this and I did not know this, even after going through all that schooling that our cycle has four parts. So your period or like your first day of like a true bleed is like day one. Um, And that can be day one to three to five to seven to eight. It's different for everybody. So you have your period and then you have your follicular phase, you have ovulation and you have your luteal phase and how they work together. So I kind of think of them like nesting dolls. I like analogies. So like your period nests with your follicular phase, they're kind of like together. Uh So your hormones are low on your period. That's kind of why, like, even if you manage your cycle perfectly, like you're a little inflamed, you're bleeding out of like 
your vagina. Like there's a lot going on for your body. You're tired and that's okay. Um, And we can honor that. And then your follicular phase, actually when things start to pick back up because your body's getting ready to release an egg for ovulation. So we have lots of energy. We feel super creative. Like if you ever like plan your business around your cycle, this is when you like have all these ideas. Like you can't sleep sometimes because you've got all these ideas and all these things you want to do. And you're like, wow, this is just awesome. And hey, so I might be screwed if I get my period again. Cause I haven't had my period in like six years. I feel like I do that all day long and God bless Sue Wern. She's like, we're not starting <laughs> that project. We're not taking that on. No, you need no. someone like that in your life. No. Cause I'm the same. And my friends will be like, are you in your follicular phase? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm in like a chronic follicular phase. Which isn't a bad thing. Um, It's just hard sometimes because sometimes you don't get the best sleep. And this is leading up to ovulation. So ovulation is like our hot, hot. Like this is when you should have big business meetings. If you have a first date or like anything important, like that you really want to feel your best for Um, business presentations. I try to plan like when I'm pitching or doing anything, if I can help it, I always plan it right around ovulation. You physically glow, like you physically glow and you feel great. And so like you have all this energy and you're super magnetic and like attractive, like your energy is more attractive. And so they're real. Yeah, exactly. And so that's kind of what happens there. And then we go into our luteal phase, which is where our body is either pregnant or not pregnant. And then it's kind of getting ready for our period, which luteal phase is like your get shit done phase. So you planned in your follicular phase, you took a break on your period, you went for it in ovulation. And then your luteal phase, you're like, okay, I'm going to actually go inward a little bit and get all of this stuff done that I just planned. My goodness. And throughout that, um, how, how many days is that on average? On average, it's 28. My cycle's 32. So everyone's a little bit different. Um, but they say, I think like 27 to 35 is like considered normal. And you're bleeding during what phases of it? Just that first phase? Yep, just that first phase. Um, And you'll be bleeding for like your menstrual cycle, which is days one to seven usually. Um, Mm -hmm. Mine's like one to five, but just depends. Um, And so your hormones change through all those phases. I say all of that long spiel about what's going on in your body to say the reason for those changes are hormonal changes. So you're literally a different person like every day. Mm -hmm. And your body needs different nutrition. Okay. And where does seed cycling come into this? You just told me about female cycling. Yeah. That's your female cycle. And then we have seed cycling. So they go in tandem. So as your body cycling, you change your seeds with that. So for your um, menstruation to ovulation, you have pumpkin and flax seeds. So really rich in magnesium, omega-3s, which are great for like getting rid of excess estrogen or estrogen detoxification. Um, They're also great for inflammation, which a lot of people already know because our period is still a state of inflammation. Magnesium is great for mood boosting. um, And you also have zinc in there as well. So all of that helps to kind of encapsulate your cycle. And it's cool. There's actually a lot of research on these vitamins and minerals because being a dietitian, I'm a research nerd. I'm not going to talk about anything unless I can actually prove it with peer reviewed research. So that's all. And then you get to ovulation and you switch to sesame and sunflower seeds. So this has more vitamin E, which can help with breast tenderness as we kind of go into that like PMS phase, Um, manganese and magnesium for that mood boosting, Um, selenium and zinc again, 
And I will say there's, do you know, are you familiar with phytoestrogens? No. Yeah. So they're the coolest thing ever. So they're in like flax seeds, sesame seeds, like edamame, soy. So it's this cool compound um, called a lignin, which is in the sesame and um, uh, flax seeds. And so you have it in both phases of seed cycling, but they can, I think of it like, say you completed a thousand piece puzzle and you're missing one piece. Yeah. It's annoying. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. This piece can shape shift. And so if your estrogen is high, it helps to bind with it and get it out of the body. If it's low, it can plug in and act as like a pseudo estrogen. Okay. So all of that works together with your cycle um, to support you. It reduces PMS. It can be great for menopause. Um, But I explained it in a complicated way, but it's as simple as tracking your cycle with us. We put them in two bags. We already grind them up and seal them for you and send them to your door. Um, so you track your cycle and then on one bag, it says days one through 14 and then days 15 through 28 on the other, you just choose your bag, eat two tablespoons a day and it's that easy. Whoa. And so I can't help but wonder, like there's like magnesium and zinc and these things exist in other vegetables or fruits or foods. So like, why is it seeds? Like, yeah. I also have this inner like curiosity around like, well, we're seeding ourselves kind of with the ovulation. Like, is there any relationship there? Uh, why is it seeds? Yeah, that's such a good question. So it's kind of crazy. Like if you think about it, you can think about it from all the different levels. So metaphorically a seed and physically a seed has everything you need to grow an entire new plant. Mm-hmm. So it's like a power pack of nutrients. So something else we don't talk about is our bodies don't like they weren't made to take supplements. If you think about that, supplements are great and they serve a purpose, but nature's intent was not like one thing only contains magnesium. One thing only contains calcium. Yeah. It's all mixed together. So actually nature, vitamins. Yeah. Nature's really smart. It said, okay, so you need this vitamin to absorb this mineral. We're going to put them together in this food. And so that's where seed cycling comes in. And it's actually just an easy way to eat them too. So if we're coming from a convenience standpoint, these seeds contain all these nutrients in a power packed way. They contain a lot of the cofactors that you need to absorb these nutrients. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can just sprinkle them on anything. You can eat every vegetable in the rainbow and do all these things, but it's hard. Yeah. And, um, oh goodness. I was like about to just say, um, seed cycling and if you think about it a metaphor for like seeds yes we're like we have the ability to create something completely new as well so it's an interesting Uh, overlap that's why yeah it's it it, that's why I was like I wonder if that has anything to do with it oh that's what I was gonna ask history of seed cycling is this like a thing like yeah it's like an ancient practice but it's similar to a lot of so like I'm a big believer we need like ancient medicine and Western medicine. Like we need them both. They need to come together um, and work in tandem. And I actually, you know, I work with different, like I've worked with universities to help with medical school education. I've done all these different things because I think it's important. Um, So yeah, that's like kind of where it overlaps. It's ancient. People have done it. People did it without knowing they were doing it. Like our bodies are so intuitive. It's weird. Um, they just happened to eat those seeds together and it was something that was natural, but it's picked up popularity in the past, probably three years. Okay. 
Cool. And so, um, you know, uh, you were talking about like they're in these bags and you can just sprinkle it on. So tell our, tell our listeners, because you are live, you are, you know, revenue generating company out of Austin, Texas. So awesome. (laughs) Um, but tell us like, what does that process look like? We have a listener who is experiencing PMS. What should they do to, to get it? And then like, how does it, what does it look like in their daily life? Yeah, the first free thing you can do is follow us on Instagram, actually, because we post so much wealth of knowledge on Instagram, and it's our favorite way to connect, and you can DM us if you have specific questions, Um, but for seed cycling, it's super simple, so you go on our website, it's bunkitwellness.com, right now, we just have our one seed cycling kits, but Brittany knows we're releasing two new products, one's for libido, one's for menopause, so my God, all the ladies. Everyone's getting covered here where we want to be a resource to everybody. Um, but yeah, so you go on the website, you literally just add the seeds to your cart. We ship them to you. If you subscribe, we do free shipping. Um, if you don't love to subscribe, it's so funny. So my co-founder, I'm a subscription person. Everything I do is on subscription because I forget. And like, I need it. Like I need my groceries to turn up at my door. I need my medicines. I need my razors. Like I literally need everything just to come to me. And my co-founder is also my best friend from like elementary school, who was a graphic designer in the cannabis industry in Colorado. So all our beautiful designs are from her. She's like, I hate subscriptions. They stress me out. I'd rather pay $10 more to not be committed. So we have the Kate offering, which is a subscription. And we have like the Claire offering, which is the one-time purchase. That's awesome. Um, So yeah, you can buy it as needed. Or you can subscribe. Um, Our subscribers do get a little bit more benefits. You know, we have like a rewards program. Um, We give coupons. We do all kinds of fun stuff um, just because I know that it's a commitment to subscribe. So we try to like encourage people and help them out. So yeah, go on the website, subscribe, check out. We mail it straight to your door. They're all hand-packed with love. Everything's done in the U.S. So like our manufacturer is a female manufacturer in the United States. You know, we make sure that boxes are all hand-packed, shipped to you pretty quickly. We ship every, like, 24 hours packages are going out, so. And what about our listeners? Can you give them a promo code? Yes. So if you use Femtech, you actually get 20% off, which is one of the biggest discount codes we ever do. So even, like, Black Friday, that's pretty much what we did. We're so lucky. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And so they get these bags and, uh, like, but do I just eat a spoonful of seed grind or like, well, how do I eat this? Yeah. That's such a good question. So (laughs) we have people who do, we have people who just like, I cannot, I'm a texture person and that is like not going to happen for me. So it's really cool. So we put a scoop in your box. So your first box, you get a scoop. That's one tablespoon. You need two tablespoons a day. So say you're on day one of your period, you open up your seeds, you scoop out your two tablespoons. You can put them in a smoothie um, I actually had mine in soup last night. Um, you can put them in pretty much anything, salads. We have a really good energy ball recipe that's like going to be on our website soon. It's an easy way to like pre-make them and eat them. But I mean, the, the flavor is really mild. It's like a nutty, nice flavor. So you can put it in pretty much anything. Cool. Woo. This is seriously so awesome. And so you said that you're launching uh, two new lines coming soon, uh, libido and menopause. Yep. You know, this whole thing is about cycling. So with, but with the menopause and the libido, that is that necessarily about a cycle or is it just like a specific seed like for every day? Yeah. So for the libido, that's actually going to be a maca supplement that launches our pre-orders launch next week. So I can talk about it now. It's called funky time. 
and it's a gelatinized maca product, which it's essentially a maca concentrate. A lot of people have tried maca, including myself, and had kind of weird experiences with it. So I did a lot of research. Again, I love to live in the research papers. It's like my happy place. And I talked to a lot of people and I figured out actually gelatinized maca removes the starch. So it's 100% vegan. All it means is they take the starch out because maca was traditionally consumed cooked. And so when you like gelatinize it or concentrate it, you activate it um, versus raw maca, which can cause some, I mean, it works for some people, but some people it doesn't. So we took the extra step to make sure we had the organic um, most easily digestible form of it. And that helps with energy, vitality, and libido. What is maca? Yeah, it's a root that's grown in the, um, yeah, I forget. Like I'm like so like, in it. Maybe she's saying matcha, the green stuff. Oh my gosh. We have, a, I love matcha and we have an ad coming out that says maca, not matcha. Okay. <laughs> my like, and then you're like, it's like you boil it. And I was like, well, sh- okay. I don't, well, I need to ask. Her. I'm confused. It's a root. So it's a root from Peru and it's grown in the Andes mountains. So it's grown at really high altitudes. And that's kind of where a lot of the nutritional benefits come from. Um, and that you just take daily. It's one teaspoon daily. And it has a really good, um, my partner described it as graham cracker dust. <laughs> He's like, it smells like graham crackers and it kind of tastes like them. So it's yummy. Like it's good. You can put that in like smoothies. You can put it in coffee if you have one of those little like handheld um, frothers. Mm-hmm. So, and then that's actually really great if you're just cycling or if you're in menopause, it's good for both of them. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the recommended things for menopause because low libido and low energy are huge. I mean, Part of it, yeah, you want to feel vital no matter what stage of your life you're in. So that's where that comes in. And then the menopause is still like a little top secret. It doesn't launch till June, <laughs> um, but we've done a ton of research and we've talked to so many amazing people and kind of just gotten like a handle on like, okay, how are you feeling? How do you want to feel? How can we help you? And then I took my nutrition background and combined the two. So if you're listening and you're in perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, feel free to reach out because we'd love to like, we're still creating the product and it's mm-hmm. almost done, but we'd love any feedback we can get. That is amazing. And what are some of your future goals? Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, education is something I always go back to. So um, we're also building a free education hub on our website. So it's modules that you can go through and complete and like learn and get a certificate about the menstrual cycle, about PCOS. Certificate? Do you have a name for it yet? Um, so we're still working on names. So any names are welcome if you guys have ideas and it's going to be totally free. So like this is free education on our yeah, website. Um, Cause my biggest goal, like, yes, I love running a business and I want a successful, thriving, beautiful business. That's important to me. And I'm not afraid to say that, but my bigger goal is I don't want anyone to ever feel like how I felt when mm. I didn't feel like myself and I felt like crap and I had no idea where to start. So my goal is that we can educate and empower as many cyclers or anyone who wants to know about this as possible, because if we're educated and we're empowered, nothing can stop you. And it kind of flows into your whole day. So my biggest goal is to educate and empower as many people as I can around the our you know, menstrual cycles. I love it. And you are ready, even as a startup, you are a company that gives back. So I know that there's a special program that you you do where you actually donate some of your uh, proceeds. Can you tell yeah. us about that program? 
Yeah, that was so important to me because I feel like my community has given me so much. Like, you know, you can't have a business without a community and you can't have Mm -hmm. a community without amazing people. And it really hit me when Austin went, um, you know, you know, my home flooded and I was, I was so fortunate. I had people there to pick up the pieces in one second, friends who moved me into their house. But I started my period during that snowstorm. And I didn't have any period supplies. And that's probably one of the first times in my life I've been stranded legitimately like without period supplies and was using toilet paper and whatever else. Yeah. Um, so it sparked this really like deep inside of me. I was like, we need to be giving back physical menstrual products to people. Yeah. So um, once a quarter, um, we donate a whole week's worth of sales to Flow Code in Austin. And so we did our first donation, right? Uh, We did it in February and we were able to donate like over 5,000 menstrual products. Um, So yeah, that's how we give back. And so we work with local partners to make sure that anyone who needs menstrual products can have them because man, your period's stressful enough. You don't need to be worried about, and actually uh, one in five um, children in the U S don't go to school because they don't have access to period products. Like it's a very close to home issue. And if you think about like all of those girls or however they identify not being able to go to school two days, yep. one day out of the month. I mean, they're missing education. They're missing opportunity. Yep. Um, this isn't just an Africa problem, right? This is a United States, Austin, Texas problem. In Austin, Texas, yeah. there are people not going to school because they do not have access to menstrual products. Yeah. Yep. At the same time, their house is selling for tens of millions of dollars. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things like it's, it's in your backyard, no matter where you live. So if you are listening, obviously check out our website and hang out with us. Mm-hmm. We want to be your friend, but like also like look around, um, you can call local schools and you can talk to the school nurse and you can like donate products because they, mm-hmm. they get like these super size pads and like, they get oh, things that don't, oh, I mean, oh. How like awful. my 13 year old girl wants to wear that diaper. You know, it's yeah. already bad enough. Yeah. Um, oh so that's my, my little soapbox about that is like, if you are listening, like, you know, call a school close to you and be like, Hey, I can have Amazon send you like, you don't even have to drop them off. You it's like, have to do it. yeah, just subscribe. Just like send <laughs> Amazon can just send them period products and, you know, like buy the nice, like organic, yes. buy the nice ones. <laughs> Yes. And we know plenty of femtech companies making those. So there's yeah. no of knowing what kind of brands to do. Well, Kate, this has been so much fun. I have two last questions for you real quick. The first one is if someone wanted to start a femtech company, what's an area in women's health and wellness that still needs innovating? Oh, so many things. Um, I'm really big, obviously like health and wellness, but I think sex tech because I think we need more education. Like it go, I mean, that's like, I think what I just always go back to is like, I just want every person and like femtech to femtech is so empowering. And I think of something that's not empowering. And I think a lot of people are not empowered by sex. They're intimidated by it or they're frustrated with it. It took me so long to get comfortable with myself. So I think we should just keep growing the sex tech part of femtech. 100%. 100%. No, I'm, I'm always really excited by that. And I always, you know, I've said it on other podcast episodes that, you know, sex ed, especially for like kids, I'm like, whoever's taking that on, God bless you, because you have to battle governments, parents, school systems, like that is everything. I mean, you can't just run Facebook ads, like educate people on it. Like that is so many high barriers. So whoever's doing it, 
it is so freaking important. And so thank you for doing it, you know? Yeah. And it goes back to cycle education. Like, you know, cycle should be taught in sex ed because, you know, you can't get pregnant every day of the month. There's so many things. So yeah, I think that like really reviving sex ed and like cycle education is just, it's got to happen. I thought women were fertile all month until they were period. And then that, that was maybe four days of without fertility, but I thought I they thought were like that forever. I majored in honors college in biology and I graduated with honors in biology. I went to grad school, PhD, molecular and human genetics. I'm a second or third year grad student. And I did an internship for a fertility startup. And it was the first time that I was like looking up stuff. And I was like, wait, women are only fertile two to three days a month. Like it blew my mind. And I was like a 23 year old woman, like scientist. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have like a degree in human, like clinical nutrition. And I didn't learn that until after I was done with school. Like I was done with school. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't have to be taking all these pregnancy tests because I probably wasn't even fertile then. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, then it also blew my mind. Well, oh my God. Well, there's so many unexpected pregnancies. Jesus. If it's a really fertile two or three days of the month, I mean, but yeah, it blew my mind. So crazy, crazy. It's all right. Our last question, obviously you and I are girlfriends, so we're going to talk all day, but um, our last question is what do you think the femtech industry as a whole needs the most right now in order to be successful? Ooh, that's a big one. Um, you know, I think it needs to be taken seriously. Like, I think people need to grow up and realize the things that we're talking about are important and they affect, so they affect a hundred percent of the population. Like, because if 50% of the population, you know, is female, um, you know, someone who's female, it affects them. It therefore affects you. And so, you know, I think like for me, people cringe and we could do a whole nother story on like when I was first talking to investors, I think I've told you about this or when I was first trying to start this company, I got called, oh, little girl, like you're not gonna, I don't know if there's really a market to talk about periods. And I was like, really? Cause you know, 20, like 9% of the global population is currently menstruating. I think that's a pretty big market. 80 million people in the U.S. Like, and so I just think it needs to be taken seriously. And then I think with the seriousness needs to come the money. Like it's femtech companies are amazing. Like work with those founders because they're awesome. And they've already conquered so many hurdles to just get in front of you. They will give you their best, give them your money because they will give you their best. And like, I think support and funding are just two things. You know, I see on LinkedIn all the time oh, this, this big funding or this big exit, but oh, it's only 2% of the entire funding that's going on. And I'm like, you know, female founders are pretty great. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Statistically, female founders, you know, give back higher exits. They actually had a recent study that showed uh, female GPs of funds provide bigger exits of the full fund. So, okay. And then the data was not revealed until our Femtech Summit when we revealed Which was awesome. that, you know, there's actually been, um, so it's actually out of date already. As of today, we are April 1st, and this is mm-hmm. not a joke. 
but it was uh, March 22nd. So what is that? Like eight, nine days ago. It's already out of date. There's been two exits since the summit. So we're actually up to 49 exits. And I mean, they're on average exiting at $400 million, which is double the average exit. And it's like, you know, we had Jesse Draper uh, uh, as a keynote at our summit. They invested in This Is L, that tampon company. Mm-hmm. This Is L only raised $8 million and sold for $100 million. Like the return on that, the return on that, y'all. The like, return- I think that's what people should know is like Femtech is awesome. And like, there's so many cool things going on and, and like, it's exciting. So like- get with it like come on yeah and listeners you know before we clicked record I was like hey are, are you fundraising like we're starting to raise a fund I want to know and she's like yeah well we're kind of like killing it right now actually you know <laughs> and like that's also the thing like you never hear of other industries where people are like actually I don't need to fundraise like we're profitable I'm like that's like lioness lioness is a profitable uh sex tech you know uh smart vibrator company mm-hmm. and software they've never fundraised because they're like, well, we just decided to be profitable from the beginning because no one like thought the world needed a smart vibrator, you know? And so I just- I think that was my thing is like, I honestly, I was like, I'm never going to find an investor. So I might as well just build this business to take off. And I did find an amazing investor and she is, she is the bomb. Like we love her, but like, I didn't expect to find someone because I refuse to work with someone that I feel like I don't want to work with. Like I started my own business to work with people I enjoy and that, and if, and who respects me and I respect them, you know? 100%. Okay. You are amazing. Thanks so much for your time today. Um, and listeners definitely go to funkitwellness.com and use promo code femtech for uh, 20% off your order. So cool. Cannot wait for the libido seeds to come on out. I'm going to, not that I need it, honestly, but if you listen to any of my sex episodes, <laughs> I am going to eat them anyway. So watch out Tinder. Um. I love it. And that's like how we should be able to talk. Like you get it. No, like, you do you. <laughs> I, I had a meeting with uh, my, my partner, uh, Jess for the venture fund partner the other night, it was 10 PM. I was like, girl, I got to go. Someone's coming over. She's like, it's late. I said, I know someone's coming over. <laughs> I'm here for it and that's why like the libido supplement's been so exciting because I feel like it's just going to be even more empowering for people like yeah it's called funky time like go get funky go have fun get Get funky y'all well thanks Kate so much talk to you soon thank you thank you for listening to my interview with Jessica Carr my co-founding general partner of Coyote Ventures I am so excited to start to invest in women's health and wellness startups alongside Jess and create our portfolio pack. We are a pack of coyotes. We are versatile. We are resilient. We're savvy. I just cannot wait to continue to use that analogy um, because it is so much similar to how you innovate in women's health. You got to be savvy. You got to be resilient. You got to pivot quickly, often, and you got to work together. And that's what we do at Coyote. If you're fundraising for your women's health startup, send your deck to deals at coyote.ventures. You can also stay up to date with the fund by subscribing to our newsletter at coyote.ventures. Already Fem fans, please join Femtech Focus virtual community. 
Once you join, become a Fem Pro member for only $10 a month. You'll get access to all of our previous recorded events, including our summit with Jesse Draper. Lots of really, really amazing, valuable content in there for only $10 a month. Also, while you're on our website, femtechfocus.org, get some merchandise. Also, please consider set up a recurring donation. Femtech Focus is a 501c3 nonprofit and relies on your donations to operate. Until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness.